Hello, America. It's Wednesday. We're glad you're here. There is, uh, there is, there is this uh, strange uh, phenomena that uh, is going on with the left, the media, the Democrats, and that is they don't seem to remember that they have done this their whole lives. They hear something or they see something, they're like, oh my gosh, that's the worst thing ever. And then they make a big deal out of it, and then we have to remind them, yeah, you guys have been doing that for years. We begin there next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Keeps you awake, doesn't it? Stu's like, it's so cold in this studio. It is a little brisk today. It's like 41 right now. And there are there And there are flurries uh, expected <laughs> later in the show. So if you happen to be watching on Blaze TV, you may yeah, notice that. What is it? Is it about 50 outside, 45 outside, something like that? It's cold this morning. It's chilly. Chilly. It's chilly here, in, for, at least for Dallas. Yes. Um, but it's always colder inside. That's that's the what? guarantee. It's nice that's, in the summer. That's good. It's nice in the summer. But uh, when it gets down to a little chilly outside, you can no longer go outside and thaw out in three minutes. Yeah. Because it's 115 degrees outside. Yeah. You so actually do that from time to time. You actually will leave the studios. Mm-hmm. This is a four-story room that we're in. This mm-hmm. giant 19,000 square feet, four stories. And it is always about 61 to 65 degrees. If you're lucky. On a good day, it's 61 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> And yes, you go outside. I want a thermometer in here. Let's get one of those big outdoor thermometers. I want to see because I don't think it's that cold. When you are um, in the heat of summer, the the max temperature of summer, Mm -hmm. and with all this global warming, we know how warm it gets outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you leave your car outside and it's parked in the sun. The sun beats down on the car. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you open the door and and just that wall of heat hits you and it's the worst thing and you you want to get your car started. That's why they have automatic car starters. Yeah. I get in and don't turn the air conditioning on and drive around it so it's like 160 degrees. And then after 15 <laughs> minutes, I finally feel like a human being again. Like I can feel, I can actually feel the blood and the ice crystals start moving yeah. in my veins. Yeah, that's too bad. It's too bad. And then you come in here like, oh, it's not that cold. It's like, Glenn, you're wearing 111 layers. That's why it's not cold to you. <laughs> I'm actually not fat. I just wear a lot of layers right. in here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, how I wish that were true. It mm. is cold in here today. It is. It is cold in here today. Uh, welcome to the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, another place that it's cold is uh, in the DNC right now. They're like, ah, ah, this could be McGovern. This could be like a massive, massive loss. Really? You think? Do you think? Well, you'd think if you were confident in a victory, you wouldn't need impeachment. Right? If right. you thought that the American people would see things the same way you see them, why would you bother with all of this? Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. You'd, you just you'd, win. You'd just win. You'd be like, it doesn't matter. He's, gonna, he's not going to be around long anyway. They have zero confidence in a win. Which is amazing. Zero. I mean, like, look, for all the things, there are things that we really like that Trump has done. Uh, but it's not as if he's an invincible poll machine. It's not like you're looking at, you know, uh, Reagan 84 here. No, you're not, it's not like you're looking at you're looking, looking at a guy who is wounded. He's wounded. And he is also a guy who a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, a I, lot of people didn't like a lot of people still don't like. And and you haven't found anyone on your side that can beat him. 
they all that's incredible it seems like they do see the vulnerability here and you know we've talked about the, the impeachment thing as a tactic when it comes to uh you know we go back to clinton and people say well that didn't work eventually clinton leaves office in a very popular state um but I think what 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 a lot of people have, have not looked at here is that it's never really been tested this way. It's never really been tested impeachment before an election. No, it's always been in the second term, mm-hmm. at least in modern times for sure. Mm-hmm. After the person got reelected, right? Like Nixon, you know, had a landslide election for forty eight or forty nine states. Uh, forty nine. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was. I think it was forty nine. Um, 49 states, he wins, it's an absolute landslide, and he comes in, and think of that moment, like, is that moment even possible today? In 49 states, and people start looking at this information, and slowly the polls move, and, and they change, and they flip from him being incredibly popular to being incredibly unpopular, and then he re- resigns before impeachment. I think if it wasn't for impeachment... Uh, because the polls, strangely, are moving in that direction. If it wasn't for this impeachment process, I think it, he could have done 49 states. Um, meaning? 48, maybe 48 Who are you states. talking about? Trump. Trump? I think, I, come so on, man. I don't see any, I mean, look, you, you never know, you but I don't see any polling Elizabeth, that support that. You're, you're not, Elizabeth but Warren there's liberal states. I mean, like, you're not going to get, there's, there's 20 states that are never going to vote for a Republican right now. Like they're never going to vote for a Republican. Elizabeth you're, Warren. You're going to go in and win Rhode Island with Donald Trump? You have, you're going to go win. You, you're if, not going to win those states. If you have. Okay. All right. Any so let's say, let's say. Let's say 40. 40 states. 35 states. Landslide in today's world. Landslide. If you had Elizabeth Warren, yeah. who is talking about, yeah, we're going to get rid of the free market, and yeah, babies <laughs> can be killed after birth, <laughs> all of these things, yeah. the the average the average Democrat would look at that as you're standing in the in the polling booth, and you'd be like, I just can't, I just can't do it. They there are, and they there know are, this. There's a why. There's a group of people that you're. I think you're right on, and and it's the group of people that changed the election for Donald Trump last time. Yes, it's the people that voted for Barack Obama. No, but still, and it now was, have moved. It, it was to Trump in 2016. It was still Hillary Clinton, and people didn't like her because she was corrupt. They still saw her more in the vein of her or of her husband that. You know, the Clintons, it was fine under the Clintons. You know what I mean? They saw her as corrupt, and that's what they didn't like. But they didn't see her as who she, I think, really is, a Sololinskyite that wants, you know, wants to fundamentally change America. These people are, no. they're saying, they're like, Yeah. yeah, you know, another thing. I think we, red, white, and blue, who's sick of that? Because I'm sick of it. What do you say we have? Uh, black and red is oh, our flag. Red and yellow, anyone? <laughs> I've got I mean, a cool, you ever see a hammer and a sickle <laughs> intertwined? I mean, it's crazy. No, I know. And I think that that, I do think the group is larger than last time with a person like Elizabeth Warren. And it's funny that the, how the Democrats have quote unquote learned their lesson from last time. Hey, let's run the exact same candidate except more socialist. Yeah, more overtly socialist than the last one. So the people in the middle can't bring themselves to vote for the person, even if they don't like the way things are going. I mean, this uh, is I, what is being said in their press. No, it's true, but it's that does not mean you get to forty nine states. 
I mean, like you are not th- that is not a borderline thing we're talking about. I, th- th- we are t- way too partisan uh, at this point for that type of election, um, uh, with the exception of some massive event that we're not factoring in. I mean, you know, we let's get rid of all health insurance. No private health insurance. Yeah, but you look at those things, and those things poll, let's say, they're not popular, by the way. We should point out that Medicare for All as a policy is not popular. Um, even among Democrats, it's not all that popular. However, uh, there are still plenty of voters to win 20 states that like Medicare for All. And when you, and you get it to Medicare for All who want it, it winds up being relatively popular. That is not something that I think is a sane policy. Certainly not something that we can afford. I don't, I don't know if anyone has an extra thirty, forty trillion laying around. If you do, let me know. But it is a. Uh, it is. I think we are part. The partisan divide is wide enough, and the voting splits in a lot of these states is wide enough that, like you know, if you had the best Democrat in the world, some you know, un- incredible candidate, and you had the worst Republican in the world, like they're still not winning Utah. They're still not winning Wyoming. That's just not going to happen in a presidential election at this time. These were, you know, Reagan was the last one really who was able to do this. Nixon before. I mean, I think you're right about that because we have proof. Mitt Romney wins in Utah, and he's probably one of the worst Republicans I've ever seen. (laughs) He won with 61% of the vote in that election. Yeah, he's, this guy is, he's sad. He's sad. I feel uh, sorry for Mitt Romney. What is sad about a guy who was pretty close to being president of the United States feeling the need to hide on Twitter? Yeah. What is I mean, sad about guy, that? Here's it sounds guy, so... Here's a, here's a guy who said, I could be president of the United States, and I'll stand up for what I what I believe. Really? Will you? Here's a guy who ran Bain Capital, who has, I don't know, hundreds of millions of dollars. It has a great family, is loved in his state, won with 61% of the vote, is a respected guy, and he doesn't have the courage to voice his opinion on Twitter? What a coward. What a sad, pathetic life. I, I don't understand it. I mean, look, the things he would put on his little account there were generally it's not like he was like uh but he also picked a french name it's like french the french (laughs) surrender to our ship there's no one on the (laughs) ship it's just just you know get a tugboat take one of our carriers over to france they'll surrender the ship i mean it really is pathetic it's pathetic surrender is a great way he's surrendered essentially to twitter oh my gosh he's embarrassed and like he can't deal with the ramifications of his own opinions. I know. This is a man who wanted to be president I of know. the United States. How sad and pathetic. I, you know, I just, I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. I feel sorry that he is so worried that he, that he's just going to be unpopular with somebody that he just can't really say what he believes. I mean, and listen to what he does say. So can you imagine how far out of the mainstream he really is if this is his oh i'm i'm gonna say these things those things are not popular with conservatives is he just i I mean you look at the stuff he liked i mean it was you know certainly anti-trump pro romney uh, content Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like he was 
you know, I really like this content from Elizabeth Warren. Right. right? I mean, like, he's liking, you know. I don't know, because I don't know who the guy is. He's hiding behind uh, Mr. Franchet Franchement. Right. So I have no idea. He may be a French spy. I don't know, but it's sad. Imagine being a spy for France. Um, Let me just give you this one, one quote here. Um, there is speculation, <laughs> I love this, that Hillary Clinton uh, may may run uh, for the, 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 the be the nominee of the party. Those close to Clinton, speaking on the condition of anonymity uh, because they were not authorized to comment on her behalf, says that she has felt vindicated over the past few weeks after Trump's political difficulties. And that sentiment was reinforced when the State Department announced its probe into emails sent by her private server, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, said one of the insiders, it's unlikely that she would run. But put it this way, it ain't zero. And does she think about it all the time? I'm quoting. And does she think about it all the time? Absolutely. End quote. Hang on, we have Pierre on the phone? (laughs) Yes. Mr. Dick. Yes, Pierre. Oh, this is Pierre Delecto. Yes. I, I believe I heard you talking uh-huh. about Hillary Clinton. Uh, yes, we were just talking about Hillary. If she does run for president, what about Vice President Mitt Romney? <laughs> the Mitt Romney would be perfect. This is Mitt Romney, isn't it? This is Pierre Delecto. <laughs> right, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Pierre. So, a couple of things. Did you see what happened with Bank of America yesterday? Bank of America, uh, if you tried to use your Bank of America card yesterday, in large portions of the country, almost all of the South, Southwest, uh, it was staggering outages. Couldn't use your credit card. Couldn't use your Bank of America card. It was being rejected everywhere. Uh, People at the gas station just trying to put their Bank of America card in. Rejected. Hmm. And uh, nobody knows why. Nobody knows why yet. I think they were hacked. And, and, and you know, a friend of mine was looking into, because they had Bank of America, and they were at a Starbucks, and it was rejected. And he's like, it's a $5 cup of coffee. And I told him, that should have said something to you. It's a $5 <laughs> cup of coffee. Anyway. Maybe he's just judging you for <laughs> yeah, bad, it's I- like, bad purchases. This is a bad idea. Hmm. Anyway, so um, it was rejected. And then he tries to call uh, Bank of America, and he's got this automated thing, and it's not working. He finally just drives to the bank, and he's like, hey, something's because he's, he's looking online, and he's like, something is going on, and you guys don't really even know about it. You're not aware, but it's not going to be a good day for you. Um, massive outages. One thing that found on the, um, on the uh, Internet that, I don't know, Maybe somebody should look into this. The CEO of Bank of America just recently, in the last few weeks, said, ah, we're going to save $2 billion because we've made our own cloud. We have our own Bank of America cloud system now. And that just seems kind of like an invitation. Oh, do you really, Bank of America? Do you? I mean, I, I don't know what happened. But I, I think people should be looking into it. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And he said, um, he said... That he said, Glenn, you, I don't know if you're turning me into a conspiracy theorist. And I'm like, I'm not a conspiracy 
theory. Oh, that's exactly what conspiracy theorists say. Exactly said. right. Mm-hmm. We were sitting in our basement last night. Anyway, uh, so he said, um, he said, I, I just want to take my money out of Bank of America. He said, I've been listening to you and... You should put it in a local bank. And I'm like, yes, a local credit union or something like that, or a locally owned bank. I have, I have money and I'm not going to say the name of the bank, but I have money in a bank that is locally owned. All of their loans stay with the bank. They're just not in that system. And I highly recommend that you do that. Get away from these big banks. Did you see the story? I wasn't planning on talking about any of this. I'm sorry. So I'm coming a little unprepared. Did you see the story that came out yesterday? I'll find it and we'll talk about it later. Um, about how the banks are now saying that uh, uh, they are ending, what is it called? End cycle? And I was like, what <laughs> the hell positive. is mm-hmm. What the hell is an end cycle? What does that mean? And they're talking about how the banks are now entering a new cycle that they've never seen before that they don't think is going to last because their profits are not covering all of the things that need to. They've made, again, too many bad mistakes, and they don't think that they have a real future, some of them. It's like, wait, wait. Can we stop talking about impeachment for a minute? And could somebody clarify this for me? Is that, Am I hearing this right? I'll get the story. I'll read it because hmm. I, I don't know what it means because <laughs> it was a you know technical kind of article. And I sent it right away to one of the finance guys that does research for me. And I'm like, what does this mean? What does an end cycle with the banks mean? So I don't, I don't know, but... It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good. Like, if you good. go to the doctor and they say, by the way, you're in your end cycle. Uh, you're going I, mean, to- I mean, maybe if it's a washer or dryer, I'm cool with that. Yeah. Everything else, I'm not cool with an end cycle. No. That <laughs> sounds like a good idea. Right. All right. We want to talk about uh, Shaquille O'Neal and what he said about the NBA coming up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Oh, 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 hello to Mr. Mitt Romney uh, and the Pierre Delecto. (laughs) Nice to hear from you. Uh, Welcome to the program, Mr. Pat Gray. Thank you. Good to be here. Although it's a little chilly, I will say. By the way, we discussed this earlier. And Glenn, who, by the way, will tell you all, it's not that cold, while wearing a scarf on television. and a coat. And a coat. It is Mm. currently... 56.9 56.9 degrees in the it's studio. Perfect. Now, okay, in the studio, it's 56.9. What is it outside? 57 degrees. <laughs> it is actually it's colder, colder inside. And that's because wow. there are giant air conditioners blowing mm-hmm. cold air on us for no reason. It's not. There's no reason the air conditioning is on today. Well, the equipment has to be chilly. Uh, we got to keep the, the equipment. <laughs> These no. lights uh, heat this room <laughs> yeah. fast. That's true. That is true. Heat this room fast. It gets mm-hmm. hot fast in here. Mm-hmm. And to get it cool <laughs> from hot takes a lot. Yeah. So we just keep it cool. So you just keep blasting that air in here. I have two space heaters on right now, and I'm still you're freezing. you're a girl. 
Oh, oh yeah. and no offense to girls. He identifies as a girl. <laughs> At least in here, I do. I do. I'm growing large breasts as well, which is uh, <laughs> uh, the, the more and more I eat, the bigger they get. I must what have. What cup size are you now? Uh, Q. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm a Q yeah. cup. Yeah. Double Q. All right. Good. I'm a McGriddle yeah. cup. You are. Uh, you know, I'm about the size of maybe three McGriddles. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is unfortunate. Uh, and each works. breast. I'm not lopsided. Not like two. Okay. McGriddles in one, in the other one. Oh yeah, it's, the it's symmetry is there. It's yeah. just disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. So, uh, how are you, Pat? I'm good. What is on your mind today? I'm good. Well, I I learned another word that can't be said in the English language uh, by Republicans, which I'm kind of excited about. Yeah, really. I I want to know the words that I can say now. Right. I think that's that's right. probably the way. We not need a to lot. Go. There's, there's not, there's a, not lot. a lot we can say. We mm. know we know the L word is out now. Mm. The L word. The L word. Uh, yeah, the L word is let's, out. Of course, let's... Trump tweeted about about this lynching. Oh, oh lynching! Lynching! Yeah, oh lynching! Gosh. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so Ali Velshi, did you guys see his report? No, uh, but he I... let us know. Yeah, what lynching is. Because oh. I think so many of us are confused. What's lynching? I I don't know. President Trump used that word. I don't I, understand it. Right. What does he mean? Right. Well, Ali told us yesterday. Okay, here it is. President Trump invoked lynching today when talking about the constitutionally protected impeachment inquiry. He said, quote, all Republicans must remember what they are witnessing here. A lynching. <gasps> wow. Let's be clear. Let's, Lynchings okay. were terrorism, plain and simple, what? slaughter, used to testify Wait. to terrify African Americans and prop up hmm. white people's hold on power. Democrats Thank you. hold on power. Democrats. It it's, was Democrats. In fact, mm-hmm. we have in our museum, in our library, we have little clan cards that show who's to be lynched. If you see these people, you bring them, let them know, let us know, and we'll come and get them and lynch them. And most of them were white. And they were the GOP in that area. So it wasn't just white people. It wasn't just black people. It was was both black and white Republicans. So let's just be clear on that. Yes, which, you know, it does lend credence to the fact that only Democrats can talk about lynching because they're the ones who, who did, did it. it. <laughs> they yeah, understand right. they lynching understand way better than the rest <laughs> yeah, of us. Right. Because they've got hundreds of years of lynching behind <laughs> them. Right. They know what they're talking that's about. That's a very good point. Yeah, which a very good that. point, yeah. So I love the education here. And, and you're right. There were, well, there weren't as many whites no. lynched. But no, there's about half the number of whites, I think. They figure like, about 3,500 blacks and about 1,300 whites. Yeah. According to the Tuskegee Institute, the yeah. super conservative Tuskegee <laughs> Institute. Right. Uh, right. So, and I will tell you that all of those people, almost without exception, were Republicans. Yeah. Right. They were the Republicans. Blacks and the whites. And the whites were Republicans. Yeah, the whites generally were lynched because they were supporting blacks. Yes, right? like, they I mean, were suppo- supporting black rights. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that the Democrats didn't want. <laughs> but I was fascinated because I had never heard of, of lynching or what it meant before this report. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, well, I remember. This is a really okay, good so report. I remembered, I remembered lynching. 
um, because I, I remembered something in the old days, mm-hmm. and most people don't remember. So gather around, kiddos, close to your radio set as I tell you a little story about lynching. I remember <laughs> I was a younger, young steed, and and I remember a, a, a president. He was our first black president. No, you might say that was Barack Obama, but we had another black president. Uh, it was Bill Clinton. Now you might say, "I've I've seen old timer. I've I've seen Bill Clinton. He's very white." Yes, he was very white. In fact, he's he's very he is white. Well, except for the time when the Republicans, uh, dare I say it, uh, wanted to impeach him. And then he was dubbed the first black president (laughs) Uh because what he was going through was a lynching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, I don't know, all the old timers, they might... They might, you know, be losing their memories, and well, I might have a little touch of Alzheimer's just when it comes to what the media or the Democrats have said in the past. But we happen to have them on tape saying it. This is why Bill Clinton was dubbed the first black president. You want to talk about mm. co-opting? Oh, you yeah. want to talk about taking someone's culture? They dubbed him the first black president because of the impeachment proceedings. Here's their long record of talking about lynching. How dare the president compare this is 1998 lynching to impeachment? My votes are a protest against an unfair process. The inequities in the impeachment mm. process have been glaring. What we are doing or what we are doing here is not a prosecution, it's a persecution. And indeed, it is a political lynching. So I will not vote for this nightmare before Christmas. I will not vote for this lynching in the people's house. I will vote against these resolutions. Sam, Even I am. if the president should be impeached, history is going to question whether or not this was just a partisan lynching. This... <laughs> They feels to me like we're taking a step down the road to becoming a political lynch mob. And for those of you who say that this isn't about sex, I agree with you. This is about getting rid of the president of the United States. The whole idea is a lynch mob mentality that says this man has to go. Wow. It's incredible. Mm. And, and it's amazing. It is a very standard democratic tactic, right? Yes. Yeah. What you do is when it benefits you, you start acting as if these words don't have multiple re- uh, meanings. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it was the don't same. Don't say the word target. Target don't, is no, no, a no. perfect example. Oh, my gosh. Who's going to mm. be killed now? They're listening <laughs> right. to the program, and he just said the word target. Right. It's like, yeah. He we meant all the store. Know. He meant the store. He meant the store. <laughs> We all know how Target is used. We're freaking adults here, right? Yeah. We all mm-hmm. understand when someone says it's a lynching, what it means. Yeah. The word lynch mob does not mean going to hang African Americans in every context. Right. As, as 
as Clarence Thomas famously said, high-tech lynching. We all understand that use of the word. But today, let's all pretend we've never heard it before and go on television, explain to people what lynching actually is. And use one of the worst examples in American history of the story of Mary Turner, who was lynched, Mm. which is what CNN's Velshi did yesterday. You know what's crazy? It's unbelievably irresponsible. Is, uh, you know, Shakespeare said, all the world is but a stage. Yeah, but we're, it's a really bad play. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I mean, because it's awful. <laughs> because if you were, if it really were a play, you'd be like, I didn't believe a word of that. That That is ridiculous. Yeah. The actors were mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I tell you, I've never heard the word lynching. That is outrageous that he would say that. And you're like, eh, but in the second act, <laughs> you were saying the same thing. <laughs> I was saying the same thing there. Well, it's like the, Witch Hunt is a good example of this. <gasps> no, we, uh, no, right. Don't. Don't, don't hunt witches, please, if you're listening. He, do not <laughs> hunt witches. We okay. all know what he means by witch hunt. But you know what? People really died. There was actually people in Salem who died. 19 of them. Yeah. I mean, so you people. know what? Are you disgracing the memory of those in <laughs> Salem? Let me tell you what a witch hunt actually looks like. Some of them were actually burned at the stake. <laughs> it's like, come yeah. On, but you this notice, is why they have no notice, credibility. But you notice that they don't have a problem with somebody saying oh, the Donald Trump is building Nazi concentration yeah, camps. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No. No. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Ali, I'd I'd like to remind you what a concentration camp really was. <laughs> Let me get out the old black and white footage of what a concentration camp was. But they don't. And and even that, which is, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said that, many of them said it, it that is like, you're, you're comparing two things that are, like, in the same realm, right? Like, their point is, they're behind a fence, there's people, now it's a terrible point, obviously. This is, like, an ex- a totally different use of the word. Like, this is not like, well, one is a concentration camp and one clearly is a different type of detention facility. (laughs) This is like one is hanging people and the other is political persecution. But the Mm -hmm. word is used and has been used a thousand times in both tenses. They totally understand it. And instead of saying, come on, guys, this one's obviously ridiculous. This is a dumb Twitter. uh, Again, the mob mentality. They talk about it on Twitter all the time. What is that referring to? A lynch mob. Right? Like that is yeah. it's a it is a it is a an absolutely ridiculous thing. And instead of the media trying to gain credibility and saying, Hey, you know what? Donald Trump is we all know what he meant. This is silly. Look at the look at there's new uh there's a new uh testimony out and that we should that's something we think is important. You might get credibility <sighs> okay, if you did. Do you hear that. all the violent hey, rhetoric? Stop. Coming I've got to stop I've got to stop wow. right now. I gotta stop him right now, yeah, and I, mean, I have to say to uh, I have to say to all of those that heard the dog whistles, which are only dogs, but if we have a lot of dog listeners, we have any crazy dog listeners, please don't bite anybody today. Please don't lynch anybody. Don't hunt for witches. <laughs> don't even hunt for quail. Don't do it, please. Mm-hmm. You never know how many crazy dogs might be out there that are hearing <laughs> your dog whistle. My gosh, Stu. Thank you, Pat. You can find Pat and Pat Gray Unleashed uh, wherever you find podcasts, or you can listen to him live as he uh, does the show right before this one on the Blaze Radio Network.
Welcome to the program. Boy, we have an exceptional program lined up for you. Uh, coming up in just a minute, Nick DiPaolo is going to weigh in on things. John Ziegler is joining us in just a little while. John Ziegler is this really interesting guy. He He's always batting for the unpopular team. Whatever it is, if you are the Red Sox, he's never on the Red Sox uh, team in Boston only in only, the Bronx. Only in the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he is always on the wrong side, and he's bringing these interesting things. And usually, I think he tends to be accurate on it. So he wrote the other day, and he's like, Glenn, tomorrow, spending all day with Matt Lauer. And I'm like, John, for the love of You really of need people, another one of these stories. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? And he's like, I've been looking into it. I think, I think that there's something going on here. Oh, t- well, the interesting, you know, because Ronan Farrow gets this unending praise, praise, and no one questions his work because he's the best journalistic guy ever. He's more journalistic uh, and more journalisty than any journalist in journalistic history. Yes, and you know, people kind of forget how horrible he was during the Kavanaugh hearings where he was just taking like the ninth string accusers that like michael avenatti rejected and we're like no this person's credible and i'm like wait a minute i'm kind of starting is harvey weinstein totally innocent like i'm starting yeah. to wonder well that's what reporting on this this is what john ziegler i think is going to present today and so he's going to tell us about his day with matt lauer and the reason why that's a big deal is you know lauer said basically nothing other yes. than just general denials through PR, yeah, this is the, this will be the first time we actually hear his side of it. So that's coming up, and he John has not talked about it with anybody else, uh, and he'll talk to us about it here in uh, just about half an hour or so. Then Stephen Crowder is coming up. I don't yeah. know if you saw what Stephen Crowder released yesterday. Trending on Twitter all day. Yeah, uh, but Stephen on the Blaze yesterday was uh, talking about how he got a VPN. And he was watching how Tulsi Gabbard, uh, how those stories were trending. But they were trending overseas, not here in America. And he said YouTube was suppressing Tulsi Gabbard here in, in America. Why would she be trending overseas, but not here in America? Hmm. And then after about six hours, after the, the buzz kind of dropped down... All of a sudden, she started to trend again, but not as high, not as powerful. He tells the whole story again of bias and corruption at YouTube. You're listening to Glenn Beck.